Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about why leaders need to get back to the floor. So I'm sharing what on earth back to the floor is. Is this some old thing I'm raking up from the past? Why it's important to know firsthand what's happening on your shop floor? I'll be sharing some real life examples and stories of how back to the floor worked and how it didn't. And also one really, really important question to ask yourself once you have done your back to the floor day. So join me on today's episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you elevate your leadership performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host and straight talking Yorkshire lass who elevates your leadership, supports wellbeing with coaching, speaking, training and workshops. One of the challenges organisations frequently tell me about right now is engaging employees with conversations around wellbeing, the difficulties with hybrid working and elevating performance. One of the best ways to do this is with an external facilitator who provides a safe space for learning conversations and honesty. Recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to be more focused, less stressed and have a wide impact on both the professional leadership skills, as well as improving engagement, performance and well-being for themselves and their teams. Throughout April, there's a focus on stress awareness in many organisations and in May, there's a focus on mental health awareness. All of this needs great leadership. Did you know that you can make five times the return on investment with support, advice and consultancy on leadership and well-being? That's the number according to a report by Mind and Deloitte. I've recently helped people have confident conversations about mental well-being so that the managers feel capable and are able to be caring when staff raise concerns about their own mental well-being instead instead of, as some of them were saying, being scared and running for the hills. So do get in touch if you want to know more about how I can help you or your organisation. Get in touch at emma at emmalankton.com. If you're not ready to do that yet, you can get onto my newsletter. The link is in the show notes and information is on my website at emmalankton.com. This newsletter goes out around once a month and sends tips, information and statistics on the current organisational trends that's happening right now. So you don't have to dig around for it. And then finally, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button or left a review for me on the podcast, please do go and find the very little button that enables you to do that. Give me your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. Or share that on social media and tag me in your posts. 
So welcome back listeners. Can you believe this is episode 97 of the Lessons for Leaders podcast? Goodness me. And I've also got 50 episodes of the Business Balance podcast on my website too. Wow, what an achievement. I can't believe this has come round. However, listeners, here's where you can help me. I'm planning something rather special for my 100th episode, but I also get a lot of the time people asking me how I got into this and um, why it is that I do these sorts of things. So if you're a regular listener, I want you to email me with um, any questions that you'd really like to ask me. If you were to get to sit down with me and have a good old chat what would you like to know? You can email it to me, emma at emmalankton.com or tag me on social media so that I can see it, obviously. And then all will be revealed about how it is that we can uh, bring that in to some of the future episodes. I can't wait to hear from you. It's really exciting. So why leaders need to get back to the floor? For those young'uns listening, what on earth is back to the floor from this um, old lady sitting here? Well, you know, hundreds of years ago, or perhaps maybe more than 10, it was a bit of a thing in organisations. Directors, managers, leaders would regularly take a day out and go and visit, walk, talk with their team or their department. It's getting back to the front line. That's what the walk the floor was. So for retail, perhaps it was going back to that shop floor, into the shops, standing at checkouts, or maybe going out with um, delivery people, delivery vans, into the stock rooms and places like that. Maybe it's about going back into the factory. Now, my very lovely friend, Tina McDonald, answered a post on LinkedIn when I said, what do you want to know about? And she, part of this was about the back to the floor. And she said she worked in a meat factory and she had the best managing director in the world. She was about 16 to 20. The chap's name was David Gunner. He said, she said, if we were busy, he'd stick on a hairnet, wellies and stand at the machines, sticking labels on the products so that everything went out on time. That's your back to the floor. Now, back to the floor tends to be a little bit more organised. When I was in communications, I was organising some of these back to the floor days. And for me, what I needed to arrange was um, about uh, the directors going back out with engineers, going to planning centres, going to call centres. So you get the gist. It means getting back to the heart of the business where the grafting is done. I'm not saying as a manager, you're not grafting, but you know, that customer facing happens, the production takes place. Because as Tina said, our managers have often forgotten what it's like to be new or to be there down at the coal face, as it used to be called. Tina says that recently she's been working with non-managers and hearing the gripes and complaints about the managers and she says the gossip is good so I need to fix the time to hear this gossip. 
But the biggest thing that they've come up with is that people, their the leaders and managers, they've forgotten what it's like to be an apprentice or to be a trainee. And mostly they are not given enough time to learn what they are doing. So this is why Tina says, you know, we need our suits back out on the floor with the apprentice in welding, in packing or whatever and remembering what it's like to be new and knowing nothing, but also remembering what it's like to be there on that front line. Now, I had a director who went in to the exchange. There was loads of engineers there and he kind of walked in and he went, hey, do you know who I am? And these engineers, as you might expect, you're going to love this. They went, one turned to somebody else and went, hey guys, there's a bloke here that doesn't know who he is. <laughs> Which is just absolutely, well, it was hilarious and it went around the company like wildfire. But honest to God, that is not the way that you do it. Okay. It's um, it's much more about being very much more like my um, other director that I worked for that was an amazing manager called George. He had absolutely no airs and graces. Um, and was happy to, you know, he didn't like up-level himself. He didn't strut around with the, do, do you know who I am type thing. Um, just no airs and graces, could talk to anybody at any level about anything. Um, that doesn't mean he was absolutely perfect. Um, he was awful at remembering people's names. And um, sometimes when we were um, at stuff together, I'm telling you all these secrets now. So sometimes when we were out stuff together, he would be there chatting away to somebody. But it, the thing is, it mattered to him that he had forgotten that person's name or couldn't remember it. For some people, it don't matter. But it mattered to him. And I could see by his kind of body language and the way that he was looking that he couldn't remember this person's name. So I would go over and just go, oh yeah, hi John, how are you? Oh, I won't interrupt too much. Leave you to catch up with George. Um, just wanted to say hello. And then I'd go off again, but I've given the name. All right. That's not really, that's not really about the back to the floor, but it is about making sure that you know who people are, what it is that they do, as well as then getting those opportunities to be able to hear what's going right, what's going well, you know, and how things are going. Because without that interaction, engagement, visibility, not only would you be unappreciated, as in the taking the mickey of this bloke don't know who he is. I mean, you know, couldn't get any lower than that, could you? But it's also that disconnect from what people are struggling with, as Tina's been saying. You know, you wouldn't know or understand those people's positions in the organisation, knowing what you should be doing, knowing what outcomes you're striving towards. I hear... So I had this brilliant conversation with somebody in the pub the other week who had started in telecoms as um, as an apprenticeship and worked his way up to director over the years. As I said, you know, I'm a really old lady these days. So, you know, there's a lot of working years behind me. So, but what we also get is people coming into organisations from different organisations so that they are bringing elements of expertise and that they are um, being able to 
bring in different perspectives and things. But what that often means is that they miss out on this um, this back to the floor experience because they might be... So in telecoms, we had people coming in from lots of different services. So we would maybe have people from, uh, you know, from gas or water coming into telecoms because, you know, there's a big element of uh, meeting that customer service across a wide range and um, dealing with faults and issues and stuff. And that's fine. And some of the processes and... Um, different ways of implementing things can work across the board. But some of the, you know, real back to the floor issues that you hear about can be different. And if you don't have that back to the floor, if you don't have that first hand stuff, then you're missing a chunk of information. But it's also, it's not about just getting the doom and gloom. It gives you that real view on what's going well, what the culture is like, how engaged your people are, are your values resonating? So it does give you that overarching culture, structure and things that you need to know. It also highlights where you need to invest. Now, don't give me the rolling eyes and oh, come on, no, you know, nobody has the money for this and we're investing enough and can't they just do. Things don't always have to cost. Maybe it's about investing in your time. Maybe it's about investing some other element of time or manager's time or adding in more or better recognition, for example. It's maybe about doing more briefings, more feedback. It's about what will drive better relationships, better engagement, improve culture in a way that moves the business forward. So like a client of mine, Gary, has got a plumbing and heating business. And when they're stuck... He will go out with one, one of the lads and work on a job, on the tools, as he calls it, right? And at my last session with him, he said he'd done a week stripping out a bathroom and something else and something else. And he was running up and down stairs and he recognised, he was laughing, but he was aching, he wasn't used to it. And it helped him remember just and appreciate really how physical the job was, how fit people need to be. So it's not just about knowledge of where things go. It's about fitness, it's about well-being, it's about your interaction, you know, with customers and can people actually speak to customers and seeing firsthand the way people are doing that actually on the ground and in people's places. So it's not necessarily that your leadership is shit. <laughs> it's about, it's easy to forget some of that other stuff because your focus is on where you are now. So it's about perspective as well. Perspective on all those different levels of work, the capacity, the support that it puts in. Now I said that there's one really, really important question to ask yourself when you've done a back to the floor or when you're thinking about it. So here's the thing, in lockdown, you know, when I had a ton of contracts being cancelled with the coaching and leadership and development, I mean, who wanted to do development, you know, when we've got a, a world pandemic and, and the world is shut down? No one, obviously, totally understandable. Um, but that was the biggest chunk of my business. So I took a short-term job. So I did a stint in employment, which was interesting, um, challenging and, um, yeah, loads of other words. But my daughter also worked there too. I'm not going to tell you where I was, but probably with a bit of stalking, you can find out. Now, 
sometime after that she'd finished her A-levels and people were saying to me can't she get on the management program there at that organization and I was like no no way god no I would not want her working there. The culture is awful. The leadership needs a ton of development in how to speak to people, how to lead. Of course, I spotted all of this stuff. So when you go back to the floor, would you allow your son, your daughter, your child to work there? That's the big question. Because that's really, really important. And there are places where I was absolutely like, no, seriously, no. It's not going to happen. And the other thing is that people often say to me is, you know, can't we just do a survey? And I'm like, no. People are surveyed out. I'm being told from organisation to organisation, different industry to different industry, people are surveyed out and fed up of feedback. And the other aspect is, if you get asked to do a survey, can you be bothered to give all of that stuff in any of the detail of yours? When you go back to the floor, you get real issues firsthand, a full experience. When you're doing a survey and feedback, you're giving, uh, you know, it's maybe with a win- within a window of that question. Or it's about getting things that are tempered and more formal responses that have been thought about and being put in in a proper way. Not the real life, oh my God, you know, this happens all the time. The machines go down, there's there's this, there's never enough staff, da-da-da. So get back to the floor. Because hopefully what I've shared with you is how you can do those back to the floor days. Why it's really important to know what's happening. Some of those real life examples to make sure you can do, like Tina's boss, stick on your hairnet. Absolutely don't do, like one of my bosses. Do you know who I am? (laughs) Do you know who I am? It still makes me laugh years on. Um, And make sure that you have different ways to connect with your people, to understand what it is that's going on for them so that you can really make some measured plans that fit with the direction of where you want to go, that keep you informed, that keep that perspective on everything that you need to cope with, that they need to cope with. So I really hope that that's been a useful episode for you and given you some thoughtful ideas and maybe some laughs and giggles too. As ever, if you've got any questions, please do drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. I love answering your questions and seeing your feedback. And finally, don't forget, if you have any question that you want to know about me, about my work, about how I come to do this, about leadership and well-being, then please do drop me an email because these things are going to be used in one or many future podcast episodes. So until next time, have a very amazing week and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.